Hello everybody, it's Melissa, I'm back, and I'm recording from a hotel room this morning, so I'm sorry if there's background noise, I'm in San Francisco, it's noisy outside, there's like a lot of traffic noise and stuff, so apologies in advance if you hear any weird background noises during this episode. I know that really bothers me when I'm listening to a podcast and I can hear background noise uh, just because my supersonic hearing picks up on it and it really distracts me. So I try and keep my background noise to a minimum usually, but sometimes it's beyond my control, like right now. So Um, the reason I'm in San Francisco sitting in a hotel room at 8.45 in the morning by myself on a Friday is because um, my partner is having surgery. Uh, it's nothing serious. They are having a minor revision to their top surgery that they had. Gosh, I think they had top surgery about a year and a half ago now, which is wild. It doesn't seem like that long. I don't know. Pandemic times seemed like they went so slow for like Everything was so slow for two years, but then you look back and you're like, I feel that like that two years went by also in the blink of an eye. It's like so slow, but so fast at the same time. It's really bizarre. Um, anyway, so that's what they're doing right now. And I'm trying to keep my mind off of that because I tend to overthink and worry in situations like this. And so, um... So I'm just trying to keep my cool and not worry too much about them uh, having surgery. You know, it's a minor surgery, but anytime you go under general anesthesia, there's a risk. So anyway, I catastrophize everything. So I'm like, yeah, they're probably going to die, but I'm sure they're going to be fine. Anyway, so, so I'm in this hotel room. I'm feeling pretty tired. I didn't sleep well last night because trying to sleep in hotel rooms is usually pretty difficult. There have been some times where I've gotten lucky and I've gotten a hotel room with a bed that was comfortable and like just it just worked out like the stars aligned and it was just great. But most of the time, hotel rooms... Like, you just, you never know what you're going to get. It's the bed, it can be uncomfortable. You don't know what the bed's going to be like. You don't know what the pillows are going to be like. You don't know what to set the thermostat at. Like, I know what I set it at at home when I go to bed, but I don't know what it's going to be like in this tiny room with this weird heater that makes super loud noises every time it turns on. So, anyway, my partner's surgery was super early, so... I had to have them there by 6.30 this morning, and we live about three hours away from San Francisco, so so yeah, we just decided to stay the night beforehand so we could be rested, (laughs) but honestly, I'm not that rested, but it's fine. They slept really well, which is the more important thing since their body is going through it today, but I have to drive us home in in a few hours here, and uh... I don't know. I just, I don't want to be tired while I'm driving, but I also don't drink coffee or caffeine of any sort. And today I'm like, today could 
probably be a day where I, I could utilize some caffeine, but caffeine does not jive well with my body. I do want to do an episode on this, on different types of sensory experiences related to substances, but not today. That's not what I'm going to talk about today. Today I'm going to talk about, um, I, you know, I don't really talk about my relationship too much on this podcast and this episode isn't going to be like about that. I mean, it, it might, I, so here's the thing. I kind of want to talk about being partnered with someone else who is neurodivergent when you're also neurodivergent and how sometimes your neurodivergencies can clash. And this is on my mind today because this type of situation happened yesterday between my partner and I. And this isn't the first time that these certain traits of ours have clashed. It actually happens fairly often. Um, But yesterday it did because we were traveling and admittedly I was already very stressed out about that because when I'm traveling and getting ready to go somewhere, I always just get super wound up about it. Um, Yesterday we did get end up getting in an argument. So a brief synopsis of what happened is I had a plan and I think that's all we need to say. (laughs) I think you know where this is going. I had a plan. The plan did not happen the way that it was supposed to happen. And that causes a big problem. I get extremely stressed out when that happens. So we had planned to leave town yesterday as soon as I got out of class. My class gets out at 3 p.m. So, and we talked about it. My partner and I talked about it a few times. How I was like, okay, I'm getting out of class at 3. Takes me about 30 minutes to get home with traffic and everything. And then we can just like grab our stuff, throw it in the car and go. Because it takes us three hours to get to San Francisco. I'm going to have at least a couple hours worth of homework on days that I have math we have homework that's done that's due by midnight the same night and it usually takes me two to three hours to do my homework on Tuesdays and Thursdays in the evening so I was like okay no I'm gonna have a bunch of homework I want to get to San Francisco check into the hotel room get my homework done and get to bed at a decent time because we have to get up super early so this was the plan I had it all planned out hour by hour in my mind <laughs> of what how it was going to go. So I get home and well I texted my partner when I left class and I was like, "Hey, out of class. I'm on my way home, ready to go." And my partner was like, "Oh, I'm in town." So we live about like 30 minutes outside of town. And they were like, I'm in town too. I had to run some errands. And I was like, what? (laughs) Wait, we've talked about this day numerous times and errands have never come into the conversation. 
even in the morning yesterday, I was like, so what's your plan for the day? And they were like, oh, I'm just going to clean up a little bit around here, pack a bag, like get ready to go. I'm like, cool. Sounds great. Errands were never mentioned. So I was like, errands? What errands? Why are you in town? And they were like, it's cool. It's cool. I'm going to be home at, I'm heading home. I'm going to be home at the same time as you. And I was like, oh, okay, great. We'll get home at the same time. We'll grab our stuff. We'll go. Plan is not ruined yet. (laughs) So I get home, but it turns out my trap or my partner got stuck in traffic and it's taken them a little while. And I'm like, I could feel myself starting to get stressed out. I was like, oh, this is not going according to plan. Also, we have a bunch of animals that need to be fed. I guess in my mind, I envisioned that when I got home, my partner would have fed all of the animals and everything would be ready to go. But the animals hadn't been fed because they don't eat until the afternoon time. So it's like, I feel like my partner left the house to run their errands and uh, just figured they would do it when they got back. Um, So I was like, I was annoyed that the animals hadn't been fed and that things were taking so long and that my partner was stuck in traffic in town. And I was just like, this is making the entire rest of my plan fall apart of how the evening was going to go. So yeah, I'm stressed. I'm annoyed, but this, (laughs) so this is my side of the thing this is this is my neurodivergency uh issue that comes up in the in the relationship this is my side of it where I make a plan I need that plan to go according to schedule so my partner's side of it is so my partner is ADHD they're not a planner they're very spur of the moment very like oh maybe I'll do this right now instead of this thing like it's very unpredictable yeah so and also along with the ADHD my partner has what a lot of people with ADHD has is like this time blindness sort of thing where it's very hard for them to estimate how long things are going to take or to really like realistically um, fit a certain amount of tasks into a certain time frame. So I'm sure on their end of things, they were like, oh, I'm going to decide to run errands real quick right now. And they're just not one of their strengths is not estimating how long things will take realistically. So I'm sure that's what happened on their end where it was like all of a sudden spur of the moment decide to run errands, not realizing how long errands will take. So is that their fault? No. Is what happened on my end of things my fault? No. So here's where... I have a problem because we're both newly diagnosed. My partner got diagnosed within the last two years with ADHD. I just got diagnosed with autism and ADHD um, in August. So, and it's, what is it right now? February. So like six months ago-ish. So 
but I think I've talked about this on episodes before where it's like I do not relate to the time blindness thing I don't have time blindness I have the opposite of time blindness I am hyper aware of the time and how long things will take and I plan things ahead in my mind and I I'm time blocking in my mind I can see visually what's going to happen how long it's going to take what's happening after that how long that's going to take where where everything's ultimately going to end up so um my partner thought I was mad at them I was not mad at them I was just stressed out and annoyed at the situation. That's not the same as being mad at someone, right? I wasn't mad because I know, like, this is (laughs) how they are and it's clashing with how I am and it happens. And then sometimes emotions run high and then it does end up, like, we both ended up mad and in an argument and it was fine. Like, we eventually on the drive we talked it out and whatever but like the problem is for me like when I so since I got my diagnosis I have had a really hard time apologizing for things that happen as a result of my autism. So my partner apologized and was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, like I made us run behind or whatever. And I'm like, cool, cool, great. And then I think they wanted me to apologize. And I am not a person who has a hard time apologizing. I'll just put that out there. Like, if I've done something wrong, I can look at it. I can admit it. Even if it's not in the moment, later on, once I've thought about it or whatever, I can see, I can gain perspective. I can be like, oh, hey, like, I I was wrong or what I did wasn't cool or whatever. And be like, oh, I'm sorry. But... I'm finding it difficult sometimes now because I'm like, this is how my brain works. And I feel like apologizing is sort of admitting to some sort of wrongdoing. When did I do anything wrong? Like, I don't, I don't know how to better explain this. Like, to me, what would my apology look like? I was thinking about this last night. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to apologize, what am I apologizing for? Because would it be like, I'm sorry I got stressed out? because the plan didn't go I'm like I'm sorry I have to have a plan and it has to go like what do I apologize for I I'm having a hard time (laughs) reconciling this all in my brain because I think I'm kind of sensitive to this issue right now because looking back over my life I've spent so much time apologizing for stuff that was related to my autism 
that I didn't know at the time was related to my autism and feeling really, really, really bad a lot about a lot of things and being like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I reacted like that. And then I would just ruminate on things that happened and feel like crap and feel like a horrible person and be like, why am I like this? Oh my gosh, like I'm so broken. Like all of the things that you think about yourself when you're feeling like ashamed of a way that you behaved or you know that you behaved poorly or whatever, um, or maybe you overreacted or something. Um, so now I think I'm kind of hypersensitive to that because I'm like, there, there were so many times when I apologize where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I acted that way. I'm so sorry I said this thing. I'm so sorry I did this thing. And feeling like crap and feeling like crap and feeling like crap. And now I think I'm kind of like digging my heels in and feeling stubborn when it comes to apologizing because I'm like, I am tired of apologizing for who I am. I'm tired of apologizing for how my brain works. Like, I do need a plan. And yes, maybe it is unreasonable to an outsider that I would get so stressed out and it would be so upsetting when plans don't go according to how I wanted them or envisioned them to go. Um, Do I need to apologize for that is the question. Do you know what I mean? So I'm kind of stuck on this one where it's like, I feel like, yeah, sometimes an apology might be warranted. Like, I guess I could apologize for it turning into an argument or for maybe, um, I I don't know. I don't know. Like, what do you be sorry for and what do you not be, like, what do you say? Like, well, this is just my brain and how it works like I don't want to apologize for that and then do I need to look at my partner the same way and give them the same grace like do they need to apologize because that's how their brain works they didn't intentionally throw the plan off they were just going about their day and doing things the way they normally do them and their brain just doesn't work the same as mine the plan isn't as important to them and honestly like I don't think that they meant to throw things off. It wasn't like, yeah, Melissa will be fine if we don't leave on time. I really think the intention was like, oh, these errands will only take me so long. And like the ADHD brain doesn't always calculate things right, or at least theirs doesn't. So, um, so like, this is, this is tough because I don't want to be the person in the relationship who won't apologize I don't want to be the person in life who won't apologize, but I I feel like there does need to be like a, a hard line drawn between like what I should be required to apologize for or should feel um, responsibility for and what I shouldn't. And like, where is the line where that crosses into using my autism as an excuse? That's another thing I'm afraid of doing where it's like, oh... I can freak out if it doesn't go according to plan because I am autistic. Like, it's my autism. Like, that's not cool either. Being like, oh, well, I have permission, basically, to behave certain ways because I'm autistic. 
that also feels kind of icky to me like this is just a very hard thing and maybe I'm thinking too hard about this it's totally possible that I'm overthinking this because that's also a thing that I do uh often and so I don't know I don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss this with my therapist so as I mentioned a couple episodes ago my therapist is not autistic my therapist isn't a therapist who works with autistic people or specializes in that or anything like that she's just a regular regular therapist so this is one of those topics like when I was talking to her a couple weeks ago um about friendship and my struggles in that area and I really that was the first time that I really felt like maybe she didn't get where exactly where I was coming from or didn't super understand my particular struggle because I'm autistic she's not and she can't really you don't know really what it's like unless you know what it's like and this might be another instance of that but I am going to talk to my therapist about it that's why I'm in therapy is to talk to her about things I also feel like my partner and I could benefit from therapy together and that's a thing that we might explore just because it has been a pretty strange couple of years with us both getting our respective diagnoses and you know there's a lot that comes along with being in a relationship when you guys are both neurodivergent because there are different you know quirks and traits and behaviors and stuff that come along with this and it is sometimes harder to navigate each other because of these things and especially I feel like a lot of the time my partner and I, our personalities and neurodivergent tendencies really complement each other the vast majority of the time. Really, I feel like the main um, struggle we have in this area is this like planning, me being a planner and then being a very spur of the moment, like more time blindness person. Um, and me being very hyper vigilant about time and being so much of a planner and it's just like that's really where where we've found that we have troubles um so yeah uh but also like heading into you know couples therapy which I'm such a proponent for couples therapy we actually my partner and I did couples therapy for about six months or so when we first moved in together not because we were having any sort of problems but just to sort of like that's a big thing moving in together and like merging your lives and I had two kids and like we're you know it's just like it's a big deal and so we wanted to make sure that we had like a forum to discuss things openly with like a third party and it was really really good um but so this would be for a different purpose obviously this would be to help us sort of learn how to navigate each other a little bit better when it comes to the specific like ways that we are um but I feel like for that you also need a good like therapist who's either neurodivergent themselves or who's experienced in working with the neurodivergent population uh the former would probably be preferable like I would really enjoy talking to a therapist who is either autistic or has ADHD or both but where do you find a person like that who is a couples therapist someone please tell me um and also couples therapy is very expensive we can't afford it right now but I think eventually that's something that we're gonna do because you know long-term relationships 
they're hard and you have to take care of them you know you have to maintain and and do the necessary things you you know you can't just coast and hope that it lasts forever it's like you you got to put the work in so to summarize my partner and I are fine (laughs) it was a minor spat last night and we're fine but like it's bothering me that I'm having a problem apologizing I don't like it like I don't like that I'm feeling that way but it's definitely a thing that I need to work through this is a new thing for me of being like so stubborn feeling so stubborn about that so anyway I'm sitting here on the bed in this hotel room and this entire time I'm staring at the wall across from the bed and whoever hung the photos on this wall hung them very off center I'm like why did you choose to hang them way off to the left they're not centered between like where the tv is and then there's a big mirror on the wall and I'm like these photos should be centered right there and they're like way off to the left and then there's a bench thing that's also not centered and it just looks if I had a hammer and some nails I might move them because it's bothering me why do people do stuff like that center your pictures anyway a mini tangent at the end there for you guys you're welcome so anywho also my partner is great I feel weird talking about them on here and like talking about a personal struggle that we're having because I never want it to seem like I am saying something bad about them because they're wonderful and a good person and they care a lot about me and they do help me and understand me a lot um so I don't ever want it to come off like I'm bitching about my partner because I really, I don't do that. I'm not a person who likes to do that. If I have a problem with them, I bring it up with them. Um, so anyway, I think that's all I have to say today. I'm tired, but I don't drink coffee and I also hate naps. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'm just going to be tired. And I'm wondering how long the surgery is going to take. They didn't give me a time. Like, they don't give you a time frame. They're just like, here's when you need to be there. My partner texted me at 7.30 and said that they were still um, in pre-op, just waiting. And I was like, okay. Uh, So when does the surgery actually start? How long does the surgery actually take? How long will you have to recover? When do I need to be out of here? I can't make a plan. It's driving me crazy. So anyway, I'm going to try and get some stuff done sometimes though when I'm in this type of situation I can't get anything done because I don't know how much time I'm gonna have I was like oh maybe I'll um rewrite my notes from class yesterday but then I'm like stuck in this place of like I don't know when the surgeon is gonna call and be like hey come get your fiance they're ready and so I don't know I don't know how much time I have Do I have three more hours? Do I have 30 more minutes? I have no idea. So it's hard to like get started on a task right now because I have no clue when I'm just going to have to drop everything and go pick them up. So that's where I'm at right now. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, if you guys want to reach out, the um, Instagram handle and my email address are in the show notes. And I love hearing from you guys, so feel free. And I'm sorry if I'm all stuffed up during this episode. I've had super bad allergies lately. 
I know I apologize for that all the time too on the podcast, but I just get, I get kind of self-conscious about it because I'm like, do I sound like I'm really sick? I'm sure it doesn't sound that bad to you guys. I don't know. Anyway. All right. More rambling. I'm really going to stop now. Talk to you guys next time. I almost said, I love you. (laughs) Have you ever gotten off the phone with someone who you weren't supposed to say, I love you too. And you accidentally did that happened to me one time. And that was really embarrassing. Anyway, I do love you guys. I'll just say it. I love you. Okay. I'm going to go now. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.